What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the episode of Frank's Unsolicited Advice. Uh, today, 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 it's been a while since I've been on this microphone uh, to talk. And and I, I, I keep saying this when I do record at random. It's not that I don't want to put content out. It's not that I don't want to get in here and talk things out and give my unsolicited advice. It's just the fact that sometimes if it's not in me to do, I can't do it. Uh. Last week or the week before I was watching church service and the bishop bishop was was talking about the choice is yours um intentional modeling inspir- inspiring ministry independent management influence menta- influencing mentality and then I'm sitting there today and I'm thinking man it's father's day and I've recorded an episode before. I, I want to say talking about my dad. Not sure it's been a while. Um, at least two Father's Day now since I've been doing this. Or uh, maybe three that I have probably done a Father's Day special edition or something. But, you know, a lot of times my advice or my life helps out when I start from the beginning. So let's go to the beginning. Since I can remember Father's Day was a time where men and my family would come together at my house or my aunt's house or their own, another house. And we would celebrate the the day, <clears throat> you know, give him cards. My mom would buy him a shirt. Um, they would probably give each other a bottle of liquor. That's always the thing. And <clears throat> they would listen to music and talk. There was no big hooplas and, and, and parties and nothing. It was just family coming together like a Sunday dinner and have a conversation and reminisce. Um, at, at a point, you know, my father would call his dad and wish him a, a happy Father's Day in Puerto Rico when he was alive. My mom, you know, she'll reach out to her father and so forth. And anybody, like I said, would give hugs and kisses and exchange gifts and keep it pushing. And that's how it was since I can remember. That's how it was. In this picture here, um, it was a Father's Day. As you can see, the date in the corner says 621. Um, it's at my house in New York in the Bronx, 2692 Creston Avenue, which is no longer standing. My parents sold it in 15. The owner decided to tear it down. I guess he's putting up a building. Smart move, you know, go from five bedrooms to about eight apartments. You're going to make way more money anyways. So in the picture, my father's the, the man with the V-neck. My uncle John, D's like right behind my head. That's my father's brother. And my uncle Edwin is next to my uncle Dondi. Now, he married into the family through my aunt, my father's sister. And he's also my godfather, or was, I should say. My uncle passed away in 2001, uh, September 11th, September 12th. No, he was not at Towers, but it was right around the same time, as luck would have it. And there's other people that are not in the picture that I can mention. My other uncle Jose, my uncle Pablito, um... My cousins in their own right at the time, I don't think they had children. So, I, you know, in this time in the picture, I wasn't like that. And we, that's how we celebrated it. We came together. We spent the day together. My father didn't care if he had to grill or clean the backyard out so everybody can sit down and have a chat and, and com- conversate. You know, my mom, my aunts would cook. There was no ordering out. It was a day we came together. And celebrate. 
And why did I choose this topic today? Not only because it's Father's Day, because I believe it's important an image that we're given to be the example of what we should be. You know, I'm I'm very blessed, man. Anybody that knows me knows that I come from a loving family, supporting family. Uh, when you, we say it takes a village, I had that growing up. Not just between the neighbors, but between my aunts and uncles and everything. I had a village. I always had somebody to go talk to. I didn't have that issue where I didn't. I felt alone. I can go talk to my uncle John. As a matter of fact, when we found out that Serena was pregnant with with Sharice, and you know, I get the phone call. I, that's whose house I went to. I ran to his house because I'm at home. It's, it's nasty in the house. My mom and my dad are disappointed. Rightfully, so I was 17, and you know, uh, so I went there, spoke to him, and he told me he's gonna be okay. Fast forward 2001, um, I'm at the almost at the end of my first enlistment. I'm thinking about getting out, and I'm talking to my uncle in the kitchen at 2692 Creston, my uncle Jondi, and he's saying, Kiko, what's your plans? I said, uh, Theo, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a get out. I'm going to come home, and I'm going to try to be NYPD. That was the goal. And he told me, why are you going to get out? And I said, because I did my time. I'm done. He goes... But you have position. At the time, I was at E4, E5, who knows? Probably E5. And he's like, you have position. Why are you going to get out? And I said, well, because my time is up. My contract's done. That's it. It's done. And he goes, listen, you got four years in, 16 more to go. You retired 38 with a pension. Now, mind you, I'm 21 pushing 22 because my, my contract isn't up yet. And I'm looking at him like, bro, you talking about another 16 years in this. Like, you don't understand the struggle. And at the time, I didn't see it. You know, he he wasn't, he was telling me. But he was telling me from his point of view, a man that now is in his probably 50s at the time. I don't, I don't recall. My father was born in 40. I don't know when my uncle was born. He's younger than my dad, obviously. And... He's looking like, I've worked my whole life, and I'm still working. You can potentially stop working at 38 and start a whole nother career and have a pension. So when he put that in perspective and I looked at him, he gave me what I needed to hear to stay in longer. And, you know, this September, 22 years later, I'm still here, about to retire with 26 years and a pension. So that's the point of all this, is examples, examples. I was, I was raised with men that were taught to be men by their fathers. My father's, my grandfather, Francisco, uh, he was married to my grandmother for over 50 years. He died first. She died a year and five days after. And all the stories I've ever heard was that he was a provider. He did exactly what my dad did for me be there. Sometimes going to my dad for advice, <laughs> it could be clean cut. You know, it could be very um to the point he's not he's not trying to fit it's listen, let it go, don't let it go, but figure it out. Um as he got older, I feel my father was more compassionate. You know, he showed more emotion. Um and it wasn't, he wasn't an abusive father, nothing like that. My dad was always caring. He was always providing for us, always 
doing what he had to do in the house. Even when he wasn't working, you know, he helped around the house until he found work. Um, he just, that was him. That is him. I should say he's still alive. So that's him. That's who he is. Even to this day, he was here visiting. They were here for like two, almost two weeks. And he couldn't stay still. He was in the backyard doing things that, you know, he didn't teach me to do. And, you know, he was he was getting it. He just don't know how to stay still at 82 years old. So you, the examples were there. They were there. They were there for, for me to see. And not only were they provided to me and my sisters and my cousins and everybody else that was family, but my friends also got to experience it because 2692 was a home for everybody. So at one point or another, my friends came through and they saw my father and they're like, oh, you know, your father's a, a role model, a father figure for all of us, an example, right? Because some people don't have it. So you look at others and you say, okay, good. And that was, he was a beacon like that. My uncles too. My uncles too. Uh, a, a good example, one of my uncles that I, I always talk about when I talk about good fathers and, and stuff is my uncle Pablito, rest in, rest in heaven, rest in peace. He passed away a while back. Um, I think I was on my first tour of recruiting when he ended up passing away. And the reason I mentioned him is because my uncle, for the majority of my childhood, probably even longer, was addicted to heroin. I didn't know. I didn't know. He married, raised two daughters that weren't his, and also raised two boys that were with his wife. And my uncle, through his addiction, and anybody knows anybody on heroin, it's a very strong addiction. He worked. He worked until the addiction took over and he couldn't work no more. And he paid the bills. He raised four kids. He provided. Hell, he gave me examples of how to be a parent. He was involved with me. He took me to re wrestling, WWF at Madison Garden. He took me to the park. Everything, everything. You would I've never knew until I got older that that's what he was dealing with. That was his battle, his, his, his demon. But he still provided. He still provided. He still was an example. And that's important. It's important what our children see because what they see is what they emulate. You know, my wife and I were talking about something the other day, and I said, we are the example. And if you come home every day and throw your clothes on the floor in, in the entrance of the, of the house, you take clothes, you put it there, and that's it. And you go upstairs and you in your drawers. They think that's okay, so they do it. Vice versa. If I do something every day or if I do something that, you know, like let's say I come home and I don't help my wife out, my son's going to think that that's what a man should be doing is not helping the wife out when that's not the case. So they resemble the example of us. And that's why it's so important that as fathers and as men, we provide a positive example. We give we provide that that role in our households when we can. And even if we're not with the mother, we still need to be involved. And even if there's hate between the mother and the, and, the and, and you, don't let that hate consume the fact that you have a child that still needs you in their life, regardless of what's going on. Especially with today's, you know, technology, you can buy your kid a phone, an iPad, and message them every day. Where, you know, when my dad was coming up, he, he, you move and change the phone number. If he doesn't know, he doesn't know. So it, it's it's one of those things that we it's very important for us to be the intention to be models, to inspire our children, to be the example of what we want to be. So these broken households and 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 we can start changing some of the narrative that that affects our communities. Right? You, we we talk about how 
we don't have certain things in our communities. You know, broken homes, divorce rates are high, um, and a lot of different things. The world is under attack and people don't want to admit it. They don't. And the easiest way, in my opinion, to destroy a home is when you take the male figure out or the, or the man is gone because he's supposed to be the protector. Whether you believe in God or the Bible or not, that the man's the head of the household. He's the protector of the home. And when he's when he's out the house and he's gone, that house is vulnerable to every element that's there. Threats, hate, uh, 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 people wanting to harm, another man trying to come in your home. Hell, nowadays you got women trying to come in your home. So your house ain't safe because the man isn't there. And a lot of times we allow situations to dictate how we react. And we got to change that. We got to change that. And, and you know, for me, when my wife and I was separated for five years, I could have did a better job communicating with my children. I could have been a better father at times. But I was going through my own sadness, my own pain from the separation uh, um, that I let it affect me a little bit because talking to them was a reminder that I wasn't in the home with them. And for me, that's a tough pill to swallow because of what I saw growing up. My father was always, my parents are still married. So my father's always been in my life, always. And, and you see what I said, been in my life. I think for me, I had to reevaluate that and realize that, hey, just because I'm not in the household doesn't mean I'm not in their life. Just because I'm not in New York with them doesn't mean I'm not in their life. I am in their life. And that's where the communication comes in. That's where the, the the teachings come in. The role model comes in. Despite him being away, he still talked to us, you know? And that's when I think things changed. And I started talking more and communicating more. And it was because I was, in a sense, I was healing as well. So I didn't, I, I was more willing to communicate than I was when I first was hurting. You know, I, I, I was trying to get permission to, to talk about something here in this podcast, and I, I don't want to mention names without providing it, but um, there's a there's a man I met through a friend of mine who, when they met, she had her child, he has his children, um, his circumstance a little different, I'm not going to speak on it because I don't have permission, and she just wasn't with the dad of the, of the child, um, but he came into that life, and he provided a good father figure to her daughter that when they decided to get married, one of the things she told me, she says, Hey, one of the things I love about him is that he accepted my daughter. Like it was his own child and it's been there for her. So it doesn't, you know, that that's, what's important is having as a man is being that whether it's your child or not, whether they're in the household or not. My father was a role model as a father figure to many of my friends who didn't have a father. And the examples and the lessons taught by his everyday life still resonate to some. You know, you never saw my dad outside looking like a bum unless he was working around the house. My dad's respected when he used to be in the Bronx. Walk down the street, people shake his hand his cheek. You would think he was a mobster. And he's not. He's just a hardworking man that gets along with everybody and doesn't waste, you know, doesn't try to ruffle any feathers. He's he, You respect him. He respects you. If he doesn't rock with you, he just ain't going to talk to you. That's just what it is. But that's the, that's the thing that we need to look at is the examples we set. 
And sometimes it's hard. It's hard being a parent. You know, we 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 sometimes want to be selfish. We sometimes want to say, F them kids. I want to go out and, and buy me something. But no, I got to buy my kids something. Or like today, you know, it's Father's Day. My wife's working. You know, I, I, I just want to lay in the bed and, and relax. But, you know, when you got kids in the house, and my kids ain't kids. I got 19 and 16-year-olds. They can take care of themselves. But you still, you know, you still do your part. But again, that's what I saw growing up as well. So before I end this, I want to give a shout out to a few people. And if I forget some names, please, this is impromptu. I didn't write this out. This is not a planned out podcast episode. A lot of times I speak from the heart. I speak from from where I'm at in life. And, and it's my truth and it's my genuine self. And, and it's meaningful because it comes from a place that's real. I, it's not, you know, if I'm forcing the episode, I just stop and delete it and start over again. So I want to give a shout out to my man, June. My cousin Edwin, Jumbo, my cousin Joey, um, man, Jamel, Jamal, Brooke, Los, uh, my boy Eric. Who else? I'm trying to think, man. My uncles that are still here, my father. Uh, I'm trying to think. My boy Paulie, my cousin G. My boy, uh, Eric Rose, down in Florida. Let's see who else. Trying to think. Kevin, Chris, my father-in-law, Chris, um, and all the men that I know that are good fathers, man. I mean, honestly, there's a lot to name. Like I said, this is impromptu. It wasn't planned. I was watching church, and I said, you know what? Let me get on here and record and put this message out. And I, and the reason is, again, it, it's it's my unsolicited advice. So I'm hoping that at the end of these 20 minutes, 30 minutes of me here talking, rambling about my life growing up, my father in my life, and being a good father, and give, being the role model, being somebody I can count on. To this day, he's 82. And if I call him, I say, I need you. He'll fly up here and be here. He can't do a lot of the things he used to do, but his presence is still enough. Um, and that, And that's what I wanted to share. And I wanted to convey to all and everybody, fathers, men who have children or men that are with women who have children, even if you didn't birth them, you're still an example to that child. And it's very important for us to have a man in the household. Some people might argue, no, my mom might say, no, it's not needed. She grew up as a single parent with six kids, you know, so, hey, she might say, no, it wasn't needed. Or she might say, yeah, some people might say, no, I don't need no man in my life. I could raise these kids by myself. That's true. That's true. And you know what? My wife can leave me tomorrow and I got to raise Ava for the next two years by myself. And guess what? There's some questions that my daughter's going to ask that I can't answer. I can't. That's just the facts. That's truth. There's certain things that a woman goes through that I would never go through and I cannot relate to. So how would I be able to explain that to my child? And the same thing with a woman with a boy. There's certain things that a boy's going to go through. At to be becoming a man that a man should be in his life for, you know, the decisions. Uh, uh, uh I, I sometimes wonder what my life would have been like if I didn't have my father and my uncles there to to talk me through things. And not only them, I had examples. Mr. Jones, you know, uh, Jason's dad used to be an example to me. Um, other people that were there that I would see, and I'm like, oh, okay. 
Some excuse me, some examples are good, some are bad. Some taught me what not to do. Some taught me what to do and be better. You know, um, even in my Navy career, some of the people I worked for, good fathers, role models, that that you look at them every day and you're like, man, he tries. He does what he does. I know guys that, man, when they get off work and they're off on the weekend, it's all about their children, being a father, being there, you know, and, and making time. And that's that's valuable. That's something you can't get back. That's something that can't be replaced. That's something that today I'm 43, about to be 44 years old in September, and I still can remember when I, these days we got together at our, in my house. I remember the conversations, and I remember seeing these men, uh, my father, my uncles, that to me were idols and in, in how they moved. And I'm like, man, you know, look at them. The culture that it brought together, the 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 yeah, the culture, the 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 values, the morals, the the lessons. When you hear them tell stories of when they were in Puerto Rico, because they grew up in Puerto Rico, they didn't grow up in the states. They grew up in Puerto Rico, different time, different environment, different era. Uh, hearing my father talk about how he would have to, you know, walk miles to school just to get get an education, or Seeing my uncle Edwin in, in Puerto Rico when I went to visit in 93, picking uh, mangoes off a tree and, and bring them in the house. Man, I ate so many mangoes that day at the runs. I, I was hurting. I was, I was in the bathroom. I had about over seven mangoes. They were so juicy and ready to go. And he plucked them. He plucked them. Uh, my uncle, Jose Jondi, who makes guitars from scratch, carves it out, you know, sands it down, can do it. Mechanic as well. You know, a uh, uh, lot of hidden traits there. The, the value that's there that is missed when they're not present in our lives makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. So, I, again, I'm not saying that you can't raise a child by yourself on a single parent household, because just like I said, fam, a father needs to be present. I think a mom needs to be present. I think that the roles are there. Mothers are compassionate. They're caring. They're the backbones that keep a family together. Especially in old days when the husband didn't really communicate his feelings like that. When a husband wasn't emotionally attached to the family, it was more like I'm the breadwinner, I'm the provider, I'm the fixer, I take care of the home as far as making sure everything's good. Your mom cooks clean, does all this other stuff, is the one that shows compassion and stuff. So, you know, as we close it out, and I hope that message reaches out to anybody out there. I remember those days for me, and they matter. Matter to the point that here I am at 43 reminiscing about those days because I miss them. I do miss them. I miss seeing these men together. I miss seeing them uh, grill outside in the backyard, uh, you know, play the music, old school Spanish music, and and us enjoying it. And not only that, not only because they were there, but obviously if they're there, my cousins are there, and we all spending time together. So it was an awesome, awesome situation. Again, a shout out to my boy Dwell down in Florida, my cousin Jumbo. I said that already. Um, all my all my friends that are fathers and 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 other whether they birth a child or they raising a child, man, shout out to all you guys that sit there and sit sticking a fight because it's needed. It's needed. We need more people to be in the household to show our young people how to be men and take care of the household and protect the household. Because when we're not there, we're leaving our house vulnerable to anything outside of it. So happy Father's Day. I hope that this resonates or, or you know, gives you an insight of who I am or, or gives you something to think about. But we as men are the role model, are the figures to our children, just like the mothers. I'm not taking nothing away from the moms. 
But today is Father's Day, and in my opinion, it's very important. It's a very important role, and, and we're losing a lot of values in society because we're not doing our job as men. So happy Father's Day uh, to all my friends and family out there. I hope you guys are enjoying it today. I hope, I mean, if you did get a grill and you got a grill on it, <laughs> at least you got the gift. I am going to spend my day with my children um, and relaxing. So, again, this is Frank's unsolicited advice. I will record some more. Please like, like, share, subscribe, and, you know, let me know what you think. Happy Father's Day.